0: Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to Not Playing to Win. It's a board game podcast for people who like teeny tiny little boxes. I love that movie. My name is Kate, and with me, as always, is Sarah. Hi. And Arizona. Hey. It's March, you guys, and you know what that means. Basketball?
0: Basketball. Basketball.
1: Basketball. <laughs> the time of year when we all celebrate the only thing we know about basketball, which is
0: Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe also Air Bud. <laughs> if we're children. Don't
1: forget about Air Buddies.
0: I've never heard of such a thing, so... I've never
1: seen it. I don't know if they still play basketball, but it's like, instead of one Air Bud, there's like multiple, and they are puppies oh. instead of big dogs. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, obviously, March Madness is a thing, but we don't like basketball... So Almost instead, <laughs> we made our own Sweet Sixteen style bracket of Oink Games. Oink Games is a Japanese board game publisher that specializes in making games in these teeny tiny little boxes, so you can throw them in your purse and take them everywhere. Plus, they're all just real cute. They're so cute. Maybe we should all oink for them.
0: <laughs> oink. That's oink. not oink. how you
1: oink. Can you know
0: it? Do it. Do it, (laughs) Arizona. Good. (laughs) I forgot for a second how to oink. It took me a minute. Oink for me. The boxes, I love how small all the oink game boxes are, though. You can just put, like, five of them in your purse and you're (laughs) like, oh, yeah, this is fine. You couldn't fit the entire collection of oink games in a
1: carry-on suitcase and then the TSA will search you thinking that you're hiding things because yeah. they don't like cardboard. Yes. As we previously discussed. And they can never get everything back into those teeny tiny boxes because they're all packed so yep. carefully to make everything fit. Ugh, TSA. Each oink game comes with a secondary oink game which is putting things back in the boxes. Just true. It does. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, I love oink games. They're the best. They're all they little are and portable good. They all have really cute rule books that have like little stick figure people learning how to play the game. And to distinguish them, they are sometimes wearing like little glasses or a mustache or a hat.
0: Yeah, I love. I didn't quite notice it until I was re-looking re- at one of my uh, guys and then four of them. And yeah, one of them had a hat, one had glasses, and one just had a mustache. And They're I just- cute.
1: Oh, it's adorable. And each rulebook comes in a million different languages. Mm-hmm. Which is great news, because otherwise it would just be Japanese, and we wouldn't be able to play it. I mean, unless Sarah could translate for us. It would take me a long time, but I think I could figure
0: out how to play the games. <laughs> but I don't know how much effort I would be willing to put in, honestly. Especially since I just got this Zip bracket with 16 games, like, yeah, that 16 games got to 16, you to learn. if you tried to ask me you know, interpret the rules
1: for all 16 of these games (laughs) (laughs) then one thing I really like about Oink Games is that we picked 16 different games to talk about today and 15 of them all play at least 5 players Yeah, stupid 9 tiles but everything else plays at least 5 which is great most of them actually play 6 or more so not only are they easy to carry you can bring them to parties
0: and play them with all your friends and we frequently do. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Almost feel sp- always do. I feel like I've never gone anywhere without like at least one oink game yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Except for maybe to Kate's house, because Kate has all the oink games already. <laughs> but yeah, like if you're going to anyone's house for like board game night or something, it's like you pack just a couple big ones and then you're like, Oh, well, I'll pack just an oink games it gets in there so easily. It's like mm-hmm. four, six. Yeah. Yeah. Because then most just- of them Most of them play pretty fast, too, which I also like. Yeah, most of them have pretty simple rules, too, so they're easy Mm -hmm. to to learn and play with new people. So they're Mm -hmm. just perfect in every way. Mm -hmm. We love you, Oink. We do. We love you so much. All right, should we get down into it? Yes. All right, so again, we're doing the standard uh, bracket style, just like... I presume the regular March Madness works, except instead of the two games playing basketball against each other, we're just going to um, discuss amongst ourselves which one is the favorite. And that one will move on to the next round until we can crown one game the best joint game ever. A lot of this is riding on a very theoretical knowledge of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> what even is basketball? How many, Kate, how many people are on a basketball team? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I know either. There's five. How do you know that? Are you sure? I, I played basketball in high five school Five doesn't for a seem bit. like enough. Whoa, look at Arizona. Regular yeah. Michael Jordan over here. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can't,
1: I can't name a
0: current basketball player. Yeah, He's I know, right? I can't either. Kobe Bryant. Is he still playing?
1: I don't know. He's
0: famous for basketball though, right? <laughs> I he was famous like 15 years ago.
1: Wait, he I tried just, Arizona. Come on. I actually don't know, though. I think he's more recent than Michael Jordan at least. He might be. He but you guys, did, he just died. He doesn't play basketball anymore. Oh. <laughs> that's why I remember his name. Oops. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Oops.
0: This Sorry. Shows how Sorry, bad we are. listeners who care about basketball. <laughs> We're really bad on current Events and sports. Okay, so let's
1: let's just put this whole basketball thing out of its misery and talk about some games. Yeah, we're better at games. (laughs) All right, round one, Deep Sea Adventure versus Zoget. So Deep Sea Adventure, you are a group of adventurers trying to gather treasure from the bottom of the ocean. Each player rolls dice to move deeper into the ocean, picking up treasure as they go, and then they can also decide to go back and leave the ocean. The trick is that everyone is sharing the same oxygen tank and you lose oxygen as you pick up more treasure. So one treasure, you lose one point of oxygen. If you have two treasures, you pick, you lose two and everyone loses it together. So it goes down real fast once you start picking up treasure. So this is a push-your-luck game about dying in the ocean. Yeah. Because that's all I ever do. I never make it back with my treasure. I always die down there. It's pretty hard to have everyone not die in the ocean on at least one of the rounds because you play three rounds. I feel like someone at least has to die. Well, yeah. At least once. Technically, I guess they don't die. They just pass out and you drag them back into the into the submarine because they're allowed to go out again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Side but then note. you're just like I feel like you're just reaching out to the treasure chest that's sinking down like a golem. I love when like, someone gets fresh, to the yes. <laughs> I love when someone gets to the space right before the submarine and they're just like they're like knocking on the door of the sub and you're just like no fuck let you me sorry. It, let me <laughs> like I like to think that the person inside the sub just look looks at their watch. It's like mm-hmm, you're no. late. <laughs> no, bro.
0: <laughs> Side note, this is not the proper way to go scuba diving. You should, everyone should have their own oxygen tank. You should not share oxygen tanks.
1: Well, I um, feel like based on the little scuba meeples that they're like old-timey divers because they have like, I assume, true. like the little hatch on their little oh, yeah. like dome yeah. helmet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm still not sure if they all shared oxygen back then either. Well, they do in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Zogan. Players are all researchers who want to get rid of these cards that all have little microorganisms on them as fast as they can. It's like a speed discard game. So you have to play cards that have either one less or one more picture of a microorganism than the one already in play. And then you have to call out the name of the one that's either missing or added. And they have cute little names, at least in the English one, like moon and cloud so, you just have to shout those out. And if you fuck it up, which you probably will because you're going so fast, someone else can yell, So again! And then you get a penalty. So, it's just a fun speed uh, trying to cheat mm-hmm. game with cute little microorganisms. I like that organisms. you can cheat at it. I like that you can, like, say the wrong thing. It'd yeah, because cool. if you just do the wrong
0: thing and no one else notices, it's just, it's fine. It's just like, yep, nothing. The funny thing is, is I would try to cheat. I just accidentally would because, like, the pictures would be too similar and I would mm-hmm. just be like, you know, sun, be like, no, that was a moon, which yeah. looks something like a sun, and I'd be <laughs> like, oh, whoops, yeah, my bad. I think the cards are very cute for this one. I like the little
1: microbes a lot. Yeah, they are really cute. The rules say that you can try making up your own little names for the microbes, too, which sounds Aww. like it would be Aww. fun. I feel like it would be funny to give them actual, like, microbe names, like, Staff Staphylococcus, and then try to...
0: You have to try to yell that, like, fast. (laughs) If you
1: mispronounce it, can you get Zoganed?
0: Yes, yes, definitely. (laughs) And then I would always lose at this game. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Mycobacterium.
0: All right, so round one. Who's the winner? I mean, it's Deep Sea Adventure. Uh, It's totally Deep Sea Adventure. I feel like this is just not fair, but Deep Sea Adventure is that game that you always grab... No matter what else you're grabbing, you grab Deep Sea Adventure. I've played it a million
1: times. I just, I love to push my luck. I love to die in the ocean. I love the little cute meeples. I like everything about it. Me too. Plus, I think this was our very first Oink game, the one that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It totally Uh, was. The Oink game that started us off. Love in our heart. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Sorry, Sogan, but Deep Sea Adventure is definitely a top dog here. Mm -hmm. Deep Sea Adventure you know, sent us to the bottom of the ocean to seek the treasure that is Moroink Games. Some of us perished down there. loaded <laughs> <laughs> up too many games. How I many? How many? How many monies have you spent on Oink games, Kate? Um, I mean, however much they cost times fourteen. <laughs> 14. <laughs> Sorry, that's a lot of that's a lot of money. <laughs> they give you bulk discounts though if you like it's buy. If you're loading up a gym <laughs> Anyway, round two. Fight. Flotsam fight versus insider. So Flotsam Fight is, is essentially taking off from the end point of Deep Sea Adventure. You're a group of explorers returning from gathering treasure. On the way home, your ship starts to sink and everybody is trying to load treasure into the lifeboats. Uh, you're doing that by discarding cards of increasing value into the lifeboats with numbers that are a common denominator <laughs> of the number on the lifeboat essentially or the lifeboat number is the common denominator yes of so the like card. if you have you have yeah, to do so math like, if you have lifeboat number 9 you can only put treasures in there that are numbered like 9 18 27 etc yes yeah you have to do some math on this one which might be a problem for they some people. They listed on the lifeboats. Oh yeah, they, they actually do list do. it on the list lifeboats. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So you don't have to do math. <laughs> Sorry for scaring everyone. <laughs> it's pretty cute. the The lifeboats are little cardboard tokens that are shaped like lifeboats. I like mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like this one. It feels like a challenge, and it's one of those ones that I always really like to play a couple times in a row because like, I feel like I see what I fucked up and I need to try again. I Need to try to get more treasure. And I need to try to (laughs) fuck with everybody else because they keep, like, stealing the lifeboats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know, you can only have uh, so many lifeboats in play at once and they're always picking the wrong ones. You can only have as many lifeboats total as there are players. So even though there's lifeboats of, like, 1 through 10, I think, you can only, like, if the three of us were playing, we can only have three of
0: those lifeboats at a time. Yeah. And I feel like this is where the game gets me, because I'm not good at, like, the strategy of choosing which lifeboat to have active at, like, each time. And then... I end up with all of my cards and everyone else gets rid of their cards and then I lose and then it's sad. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I like that you said this was like a sequel to Deep Sea Adventure because I always thought it was more of a prequel because like you're trying to get all the treasure off the boat but some of it's not going to make it. It's going to sink down there and you have to go get it. You're right. Maybe it is a prequel. Maybe it's just a loop. I don't know. Oh yeah. It's like the nachos versus or like the the chips and dips situation. You can never run out of both of the same time. yeah. Insider um, is basically 20 questions, but one of the people guessing already knows the answer. So you're trying to get your team to guess the answer by kind of using leading questions. But if everyone can guess that you're the insider, that is bad for you. So it's basically a game of two parts. Part one is the team of guessers needs to get the correct answer from the master and then the team needs to try to identify the insider. So if you're the insider and you asked, like, a really specific question, you're going to look suspicious as hell. I like this one. It's fun. I like hidden role games where part of the thing is to try to guess who the hidden role person was because I feel like I'm not always so good at, like, the rest of the game, but I can usually figure out who the secret person was.
0: Do I? So I, the other day we're driving in the car and my friend's like, let's play 20 questions. So I was like, that's stupid. I don't like 20 questions. So then we started playing and I got really into it. And so what I've <laughs> learned is that actually I really like 20 questions. <laughs> I think it's fun to try to think what someone else is thinking of. Wow. So. Going old is, school. old school, which, you know, that's half of Insider is trying to think of the word that they have what do we even need board games for when we can just play games with our minds i know exactly (laughs) real galaxy brain moment there (laughs) but it's lame but like i as i said i realized like no actually i kind of like just trying to figure out what what the word is (laughs) but i'm actually pretty bad at it too as i also Mm -hmm. learned from playing yesterday (laughs) but i like trying to find the answer
1: okay so what's your favorite between
0: plots and fight,
1: insider. Insider is my vote. Insider is my vote too. Well, I'm overruled. I love those little boats, but insider's still good, so we can move on. I think I just don't like the idea of the math
0: in plots and fight. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, you guys just told me
1: that I don't have to do math, but like, don't I? <laughs> okay, round three: startups versus mask men.
0: So in startups, you are investors trying to gain the majority share in the form of company cards representing one of six companies. The player who collects the most company cards of one of company, of one company gains profits from the other players who hold smaller shares of the same company's cards. And in the end, the wealthiest player wins. This description made it sound super boring. It did. It <laughs> did. I was going off of what the, what the box was yeah. saying. And I was like, how do I make it sound? Fun. Because uh, yeah, it's actually fun. a really fun it's game. It's actually really fun. This sounds
1: very boring. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I mean
0: like I don't know how else
1: to describe it. Yeah, I mean on paper, like it's just about like stocks. It's about yeah. stocks. <laughs> Majority shareholders. You're trying
0: to collect the most stocks of a company, but like you want other people to get stocks mm. from that same company so that they Pay you in the yeah. end. Yeah. The stocks are all cute animal stocks. Like they are.
1: Flamingo beer or a- something. Yeah. yeah. Octo coffee. Giraffe Octocoffee. beer and uh, Flamingo Soft is like a soft drink. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's the EMT, like emergency. Elephant.
1: Oh, elephants. Ele-
0: Elephant Mars travel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. yeah. They're all cute animals. It comes with metal coins, right? Or are they no? Are they it's just cardboard okay. ones. Yeah, it's hard because some Oink games have metal coins. so It's hard to remember yeah. which ones come with which.
1: Yeah, this one just has the little cardboard coins, mm-hmm. but the art is really cute and all the little logos. So all the cards are really cute, yeah. and the little chips you get if you're like the majority shareholder are cute because they have the art mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like this was kind of like an interesting game because you get like a discount in a way on cards that you are the majority shareholder of mm-hmm. right like if you hold the majority share you don't have to pay a penalty for ones that are sort of like in the stock market but you mm-hmm. also Which can't I buy them you can't buy them you can't just It's like buy tricky them the yeah it was yeah. like tricky mm-hmm. i liked that yeah and it's also just so hard to kind of guess if someone else is going to be the majority shareholder. So you know if like, you're going to get the money or are you going to mm-hmm. owe them a lot of money and it stresses me out but in a good way because i do actually really like this game yeah I was surprised by how much I liked it. Okay, so Mask Men, you are determining the strength of six wrestlers in a competition. Uh, you have to play more cards than the last masked man <laughs> to become the stronger rest- – sorry, that was like a tongue twister – to become the stronger wrestler. The first player to get rid of their cards wins the round – This is kind of a weird game. It took us a while to figure it out, like... Because you can only play one through three cards, and they all have to be of the same wrestler. So, like, if, like, Arizona played one Mr. Grape, I have to play, like, two... Green Magnetos. (laughs) I I know that they have actual names, but I don't remember. I thought he was Dr.
0: Grape. Oh, maybe he's a doctor. Oh, is he Dr. –
1: oh, he must be Dr. Grape. Because I can definitely hear myself singing, (laughs) Dr. Grape, 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 Call call Dr. Dr. Grape, Dr.
0: Grape, Dr. Grape, Dr. Grape, wake wake up now. Get up now. Yeah. And then, like, if – so, if, like, I had played two Dr. Grapes, then, like – you could play three cool guys to, like, have them overrule them. (laughs) Yeah. But it took us a while to figure this game out. And, like, once we did, like, we were getting into it, but, like, I don't know. It shouldn't have been as confusing. Because,
1: like, like, you only know three wrestlers' strength at a time, and so then, like, there's six wrestlers, so then, like, the other three could be in a totally different, like, bracket on their own, essentially, Mm -hmm. and then you don't know how they relate to each other, and it gets hard to, like, connect... The all six of them together, I think, to figure out who, and then, and then.
0: But the main thing is that you get rid of all your cards. Yeah, I I guess. I think we found out that we did something wrong at the end. Oh, I'm sure we did.
1: I'm still confused by this game, but I love, love, love the Mexican wrestler theme. Yeah, I really like the little, the like they come with like cardboard head tiles of each Mm man, mask man. And you stack them to, to show who's the strongest. Yeah, you and I make really like, like a wrestler totem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's really I colorful really like and it. pretty. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's sort of like as you beat each wrestler, you're throwing them onto the ground in a pile. And like,
0: oh you know, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: the hardest wrestler to beat goes on the top of the
0: yeah, pile. <laughs> <laughs> but in this smash up between Startups and Maskmen, Startups wins it for me. I yeah. agree. Startups. For me too.
1: It's weird because it sounds like the more boring game, but it's actually...
0: It's actually a lot of fun. A lot of fun.
1: Which ones do you guys like more? Stocks? Wrestling! Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch... Do you want to watch competitive stock investing, or do you want to watch competitive wrestling? Oh, (laughs) investing for sure. Investing, yeah. (laughs)
0: It's
1: all about the investments. (laughs) Stocks. All right, round four. Nine Tiles Panic versus... Kobayakawa Nine Tiles Panic, which we're talking about before regular Nine Tiles, because I set up the brackets wrong. Whatever. Oops. (laughs) Nine Tiles Panic is an adorable game about hamburger-loving aliens. Each player, believe it or not, gets nine tiles that are double-sided and have pictures representing different parts of a city. So it's a big race to build a 3 by 3 grid that represents your city. It has to be both legal um, with the the pictures of the roads have to line up and stuff like that. There are a few other rules like you can't make a loop road. Roads have to actually go somewhere. Um, so you have to make a legal city and it has to match up all the goals for that round. Goals can be the most secret agents catching aliens, aliens eating most hamburgers, most dogs in your city, most girls, stuff like that. And it's a frantic race, hence the name Nine Tiles panic. Although, panic. Ironically, I feel a lot less panicked playing this game than I do playing regular. I nine feel titles. like the regular 9 tiles makes me much more panicked. But 9 tiles panic is cuter, a lot cuter. Those little dogs are so cute and the hamburgers. Yeah, just they had me at the first sentence on the box which is just hamburger loving aliens are invading the town. It's like take my <laughs> money. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Plus it has cute little meeples of a little alien. That's how you keep track of the score. Everyone gets a little alien meeple Mm -hmm. and it walks around the little hamburger score sheet. Yeah. And this game is kind of hard. I feel like it's so hard to line up the roads and like meet the goals a lot of the times. I almost never am the best at the goal, but I think the reason I get less stressed on this versus regular nine tiles is that there's not just one right answer. I can usually Mm -hmm. at least build a city. Yeah, I might not get true. like any points for it, but I can usually at least build <laughs> a city, and it'll probably have a dog in it, yeah, <laughs> or an alien, or a hamburger, maybe all of those. Ideally, all of them. Kobayakawa is a bluffing and deduction game. It says it's a casino-style gambling game, which I guess you bet with the rules of poker. Not that I really am very familiar with those. <laughs> Each player gets a card from the deck, which is just the cards 1 through 15, and everybody gets some coins, and then there's one face-up card in the middle. Going around the circle, each player gets the chance to either trade their card with a random card from the deck, or trade the face-up card with a random card from the deck. After one round, the players bet on the outcome using... Poker betting rules. The player with the highest card value wins, but the player with the lowest card value in their hand gets to add their card to the card in the middle. So they could end up with, like, a higher value than the person that has the 15. Yep. I like that it has metal coins. The metal coins are great. That's pretty sweet. It's actually, like, surprisingly... It sounds pretty simple, but it, it's still surprisingly fun to play. I it's thought. really thinky-thinky. Because mm-hmm, you is. have to be, I mean, one, just trying to kind of calculate the odds of you having a higher card than everything else, but yeah. that card in the middle is always changing. So whoever has, like, a one in their hand could either have three or 17 total, and you just never know. You never yeah. know. It was really hard for me the first couple times because I still don't really understand poker betting rules, but it's fun. Yeah. Wait, can... <laughs> Can, if they have a one in their hand, can they have 17? Isn't it... Isn't the highest card a 15? Okay, 16, whatever. No, okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure.
1: I forgot that I said one.
0: So obviously Kate's not going to vote for this one, because math. am <laughs> great at math. Shut up. I really liked this game, even though when we played it, I lost so bad like yeah. it was just like laughably how little money i had <laughs> at the end because apparently i just don't understand cards and probability <laughs> i guess but like it's i because, had a lot of fun playing it's because you don't want to give up i think you no, kept raising that your bet even that's though actually no the real thing is is that like i don't want to give up i'm determined to like see this through to the bitter end and that's like with real poker like i i like, <laughs> Like, no. I have to see this through. I have to see what happens. <laughs> and what happens is that I lose, is the end goal. Yeah. <laughs> I I felt like I did surprisingly good at
1: this considering I have absolutely no knowledge of like real gambling games. <laughs> the only thing I know is that I can go all in and dramatically push my coins to the center. I know what gambling looks like based on what happens in movies. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think I can actually do it. (laughs) I absolutely cannot, which could be proved by all my low scores. This game. But I love – this one is super fast. So this Mm -hmm. makes like a really great one to throw in like a backpack so you could even play it like when you're waiting in line for something or, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like when you're waiting for your dinner to get delivered at a restaurant or something. It's just – it's easy and super quick. That's why I voted for it over Nine Tiles Panic. Oh, you did. I did. If this was a hard one for me, I did eventually vote for Nine Tiles Panic because it's so cute and I love those – I love the aliens and the dogs, but yeah. Koyakawa is like a really good game. This mm. was a hard pick for me. I I voted for Nine Tows Panic also because of the ham logos. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: round five: The Pyramids Deadline versus Toma Tomato. So, in the Pyramids Deadline, we are architects who have been commissioned by the pharaoh to build his tomb before he dies. So, we all we have dice that we roll that gives us the different building blocks that we'll get to build, um, and some of them are. Basically, I'm mean, going to say that like the life points the pharaoh, so that's like what he's slowly dying. Um, ideally, the pharaoh wants his pyramid to look like a classic pyramid, to be long and tall with just one capstone. But depending what pieces you get, it might not look like that. You can build some real modern architecture. You can, if you, if you <laughs> are so inclined. But you probably won't get any points for yeah, right? <laughs> any Points. And you want to make sure you have, like, a legal pyramid before the pharaoh dies so at least you can get some points. Yeah,
1: Legal pyramids have to be pointy on the top.
0: And, yes. like, Not. sides can only be, like, one height, like, can only be so tall with a flat edge. Like, you yeah. want them to be slanted. Yeah,
1: And sometimes it's really hard because that pharaoh, he's like, I think I'm going to die really slowly and you should build me a pyramid. And then you roll the dice mm-hmm. wrong. It's like, oh, he died. Yeah. He's dead. He's dead now. You roll, like, six six dice that all have, like, one of his life points on him so that you're like, oh, well... You didn't live long enough to have a grand tomb. Yeah, we yeah. sucked all the blood right out of yep. the pharaoh. Just put a little capstone on your on your casket and, uh... Um, yeah, good enough. <laughs> Whoops. But sometimes... Like, the game goes way longer than you think it was going to, so you, like, made a perfect pyramid, and then you're like, I think I'm done, because this is going to end soon. And then everyone else has so much time Mm -hmm. to build an even better pyramid than you. Yeah, my pyramid is nice, but now I'm going to build an additional wing onto it, and it'll be, like, (laughs) two pyramids in one. It'll be worth 50 million points. Somehow. (laughs) Somehow. Meanwhile, I have a capstone on top of the (laughs) (laughs) casket. Or I guess sarcophagus. In this game, like usually no more than two people make an actual pyramid and oh, yeah. everyone else just ends up with like mm-hmm. some sort of sad trapezoid.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. It's hard. It's hard to make a legal pyramid. Like, cause you lay down the foundation, you're like, I'm gonna build the biggest pyramid like Egypt has ever seen, and then you're like, Oh, the pharaoh died right away. This not this does not go well. Or you're like, I'm gonna build a great pyramid, and then it's still like you still just get like screwed over by the and dice. Then, and are there real Are over? there real pyramids that they just like? They're
1: like, whoops, Pharaoh died too soon. Those are the ones that no longer stand. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then Toma Tomato is a tongue twister game. There are four different types of tiles, and each one has a different sound or word on it. They are Ma, Mato, Tomato, and Toe. You have to say everything Japanese. Pronunciation style to make it work because if you say tomato, it doesn't rhyme with everything else. So it's toma mato tomato, and you just put them all in a row and have to read a quick tongue twister: mato mato Tomato mato mato. And then, <laughs> as long as you're doing a Japanese style, all those things rhyme together. And then when you get the one card that's potato, and it's pronounced. Oh potato it if it fucks pronouncing shit up. it Japanese style it would be potato <laughs> but the rules say potato <laughs> they potato. say they actually write it out Sam style potato boil them mushroom stick them in, in a stew, stew. boil them stick'em stick them in a stew so that's the one to trip you up because you have to say tomato mm-hmm. toma tomato potato and it's hard so this game is just super cute. There's not a lot to it, but it's adorable. I like saying tomato, 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 potato, tomato, 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 tomato,
0: tomato. <laughs> I so yeah, this game is just cute. Sometimes it's a little bit easy, so but like I'm not good at pronouncing things, so like I'm usually the one that like slips up. I think the key is that everyone has to be going kind of fast. Yeah, you, have you to be can't going fast.
1: you can't go slow, otherwise it's boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably really a good game to play with little kids too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you're just like smashed out of your mind. <laughs> it's probably also a lot of fun. But I mean, it's cute either way. I do like it, but you do have to mm-hmm. enforce the speed. Otherwise, it just turns into an easy, no challenge game. Because mm-hmm. saying to ma ma to toma is not actually very hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should play this game drunk, but then also the loser gets rotten tomatoes thrown at them, like Renaissance style. Oh, that sounds great. Don't you mean rotten rotten tomatoes? I'm sorry, I do. Someone should throw one at me right now. I already
0: messed it up. Can I throw a potato at you? No, that would hurt.
1: God. So between the two, I picked Pyramid's Deadline just because it has more replayability for me. Toma tomato is really mm-hmm. cute, but it's a little more simplistic and just it doesn't always have enough, I don't know, mm-hmm. meat on its bones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: just really like the pieces in Pyramid's Deadline and trying real hard to make something that yeah. the pharaoh will be proud of, but usually failing.
1: Yeah. I went Pyramid's Deadline too. I like when you accidentally kill
0: the pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops.
1: <laughs> Round six. Troika versus money bags.
0: So in Troika, players are adventurers on a new planet excavating special stones. They have to collect stones and get points depending on how many sets are collected. You collect sets of three tiles that are either gems or fuel and need at least one fuel set to leave the planet before it explodes. So you have a bunch of tiles in the center that are face down and they're different numbers and you're trying to collect either sets that are like in number like one, two, three or sets of like three of the same numbers, like three ones, for example, and everyone's trying to collect them and you're trying to go until all the tiles are gone or until, I think it's like... I think all the tiles are flipped up. All the tiles are flipped up. Yeah. And then, or like when, like, all the other players say that they're, like, leaving the planet. Yeah,
1: I think you say that, there's something that you say when you've gotten enough fuel, you, like, say, like, blast off, but I don't think it's actually blast off. (laughs) You do say
0: something like that.
1: (laughs) It could just be Troika. I think the first person to go out does say troika. I think mm-hmm. so. I'd rather say blast off because
0: you're blast like leaving. Off.
1: You are. You're leaving the planet, the you're, moon, or whatever. Oh yeah. You, so you yell, you yell troika, and that means you're out. But we could also yell blast off.
0: Good. But why I will. not? Parking those stoves. It says that mm-hmm. you're you're taking all the res. It basically, says you're taking all the resources off this planet, and then it explodes. So that's a little sad. Wait, the thing whole planet, planet? explodes. Yeah. We just like strip it? Expo- yeah. strip-minded? Yeah. We strip it, and the planet explodes. The people who don't get enough fuel stay on the planet. I and they always die. thought
1: they just like stayed there and were like abandoned in space, but they explode? They explode. I guess I don't know which of those fates is worse, but like. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I mean, I just learned today that the planet explodes. I thought before you were just stranded on a planet and like, oh no, you're stranded on the planet now. Sucks, suck. But now it's like, oh no, you explode. I mean, I guess it's like slow death versus fast death. Okay. Like. <laughs> I guess. I guess I'd rather,
1: I know, I'd rather go out for, via fiery explosion probably than, like, slow starvation or oxygen deprivation on a foreign planet. Sorry,
0: that's nothing about the actual gameplay. <laughs> this game is, I, I really like this game. It's fun collecting the sets and it's, like, stressful because you're like, maybe I'll get 13. Like, I yeah. just need to come up. Like, maybe I'll be looking if they'll show up, and then you're, like, waiting and waiting, and then yeah. it never does, and you screwed up everything mm-hmm. in your plans. I think there's yeah, only three of each. especially for the
1: fuel. It's so yeah. hard yeah. to get the set for the fuel where you have to get all three of the same number, because someone's probably yeah. hanging on to that other one, and you'll never yeah, know like, until it's too late. I think there's only three of each number, except for, like, seven. Except for mm-hmm. seven, yeah. 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 So it's very easy for other people to hose you in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But each each number is on a different color of tile, and when you line them all up in number order, it makes a rainbow, and I love it. It looks so pretty. Mm -hmm. I like that. I do wish, because it says that you're collecting gems, that they were more gem- Gem-like. Or maybe the treasure that you want at the end could be gems.
0: Ooh. I don't
1: know. If something says it's about gems, it should have gems. I'm more willing to forgive an oint game for that just because there are space know, limitations in the box. I know. But like, I also still agree. We all talked about gem games that episode and how much we love them and love the gems and just want to touch them and stare at them, but they're my precious. Though speaking of a gem in an oint game, money bags! Wow, that was so smooth. (laughs) It's like we planned it, but we actually didn't. (laughs) So Moneybags is a game about thieves dividing up their loot after a heist. So one person is the boss and they secretly divvy up all the loot into everyone else's bags. And then everyone gets a turn where they can choose to steal from another player. Um, You just do it blindly like no one gets to see how much you're taking. But after you take it, they can judge based on the weight of the bag if they feel like you stole a whole bunch from them, and they can challenge you if th- they think that you now have more money than they do, and if you do, then you're just out and they take all your money. So it's a little bit push your luck, lucky, also. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, the best part of this game, I think, is that when you're divvying up the loot, which... I guess, quick pause, the loot is a bunch of metal coins and one single diamond gem token. So beautiful and shiny. But when you're the boss and divvying up the loot, the rules actually say that all the other players have to hold their bag out to you and say things like, Cut me in on the profits, boss! (laughs) (laughs) And it's wonderful. We've only played this once, but I really enjoyed it. I liked play-acting A lowly thief trying to get the boss to give me money. (laughs) And I also liked
0: the nice heft of metal coins in my bag. It's really satisfying to shake your bag. Mm -hmm. I do wonder a little bit – we only played it the one time, but I wonder if it is more – if you go, like, last in the circle of, like, getting to steal, if you're, like, more apt towards winning, if you're, like, last or second to last versus, like, the first person, like, who gets to steal – Just because, like, money is more likely to change. But I really like touching the money Mm -hmm. and holding my bag. I like having a little bag full of coins. Yeah. It's very satisfying.
1: I think it kind of depends. Like, because, like, what happened is that, like, we had a cascade of, like, someone tried to steal and then they got challenged. And then Mm -hmm. when someone won, they ended up with all the money. Yeah. And then that person's the person whose bag was empty at least once still ended up getting to go. So of course they're gonna challenge mm-hmm. someone because like they don't have any money. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it depends really heavily on trying to like get really close to having more more money, but like still very close yeah, to Yeah, it needs the other to person. be subtle. You can't yeah. have like obviously all the money. Although that's where the diamond helps because it's worth more than the coins but it doesn't weigh very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then if somebody knows that you have it, they're like, "Oh." Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> and then the other best thing about this game is that you don't have to do math because when you're trying to figure out who has the most, you just stack it and whoever has the tallest stack and then the the diamond is like as tall as seven coins or I don't know, something. Some number, but it's just the tallest stack. So, you don't have to count shit. It's good. Mhm.
0: That's good. But between the two, I chose Troika. I just like the set collecting and I like Trying to hold out to get the best tiles.
1: I also cho- chose Troika. I feel like it's a little bit more of a strategic game than Moneybags. But I've only played money bags once and I feel like it could sway me just because the pieces are so good. The pieces are so I good. I really like, so I just good. really love touching metal coins so much. I also picked Troika just because I really like all the colors and the bits. And it's also one of those games where I can easily play it like three or four times in a row just because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, I can do better. I can do better. I promise. Yeah. yeah. All right. Round seven.
0: Original Nine Tiles versus modern art. So in Nine Tiles, shocker, each player gets nine tiles. They're double-sided tiles with different shapes on them. Um, there's a deck of cards in the middle that has different arrangements of those nine tiles and a three-by-three three grid, and players race to try to match that card. Um, whoever does it the fastest wins that round, and then you play until you win. I think it's like three rounds or something, whoever collects mm-hmm. three cards is like the overall winner. So it's that simple in that sense of you're just matching yeah. the center card, but there's a lot of... Panic in this game of trying to race to match your shape to the center shape of like flipping your tiles over and like being like, why can't I find another sun yeah. that doesn't exist in my tiles? And like, are you only supposed to use one two-
1: hand in this one Was that I don't a think rule so. in it?
0: I don't remember. God,
1: it. I hope not. Cause I'm bad I at it with two. think so. That seems okay. nice. <laughs> maybe we should try it with one hand sometime. I, I really like nine tiles. I, Honestly, if it had gone up against Nine Tiles Panic, it would have been really hard to choose because I actually really like original nine tiles a lot. Even nine though Nine Tiles stresses me out so much. Yeah. Bad. But that's the thing, is like it's so stressful and exciting. Like I don't feel the same sense of panic when I play Nine Tiles Panic, which is so funny. Well, yeah, I feel much more panicked in this game. It's frantic. And also I never ever ever win. So it makes me like that much more on edge because I'm frustrated
0: and then just like <laughs> launching tiles across the room because well, yeah, the one that I want lose. doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> well, cuz after you lose a couple of rounds, you feel more panicked cuz like you're like I'm going to keep losing and they're going to win and I need to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to bring and, it back. Yeah, you got to bring it back so like it just adds to that stress, but like I really I enjoy it. I find it like peaceful in a sense cuz like I just like I just need to match the shapes. I just need to I find it the exact opposite up. of peaceful. <laughs> I wouldn't say I find it peaceful, but I do enjoy it.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Modern art. Modern art. Okay, so in modern art, every player is an auctioneer trying to buy and sell paintings for the most amount of money and hold on to paintings they think will become world famous at the end of each round. You play four rounds and paintings get progressively more worthwhile, I think, as you go. I love this game. There's actually a bunch of different versions. It's been out for a really long time and Oink has a version, but also Simon has a version. We found out recently that there's a Korean language version that has like some really nice pieces and really nice art. I think there's an OG Rainier Kaniza or however you say that version that has sort of like more old medieval-y style art. Ooh, um, but that's not so- modern. What's it I know. Then? Renaissance art. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has modern art as well as like oh, Renaissance okay. type art. But the Oink version comes with a cute little easel that you can put the that you. It technically is the like active player token, but you can put your painting on it, on it to yeah. display it as you like. Try to sell to your fellow auctioneers. The Simon version has a little gavel, which is pretty cool. But we're here for Oink games. We're here for and Oink this games, game, and it's lil and it's lil box. It's, small, and the art is cute. There's one artist
0: that only exclusively does pictures of cats, which is pretty great. This game is so cute. I am so bad at this game. I don't know. I, I'm i not good at predicting trends in art. I don't know what the next great art's going to be. And... I have lost so bad, and I don't know what to spend my money on and, like, which art to auction for, but, like...
1: I don't even play this game to, like, make money, which is technically the goal. I play it because we always play that you have to give your painting a title when you sell it, because... Oh, yeah, I love that. (laughs) Obviously, there are real pieces of art that do have real titles, but they're not printed there, so you have to write on it. Mm -hmm. And you have to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, for auction now is the highly in-demand tornado at a putt-putt course. And it's... (laughs) So fun! <laughs> that is my
0: favorite part. Yeah, of it's good, game. especially
1: because the art in this version of modern art is all mod, like modern art in the sense that it, a lot of it is very abstract, so mm-hmm. you can sort of make up what it is supposed <laughs> to represent. And that makes it fun. I'm pretty bad at this game too, mostly because I want to collect the art that I think is the prettiest, and I don't care about how much it's worth. And it's really hard for me to accept that, like
0: maybe this ugly painting that I oh, yeah. hate, I should buy. Because it's worth a lot of money, even though I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I can think of the artist in particular you're referring to and you hate his work. I do. And he's the one that I buy a lot of his stuff. Yeah. And you I hate him. hate him. I hate his work. <laughs> it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> this matchup was really hard for me because of how much I love Nine Tiles. Yeah. But I, cho- I chose modern art. Yeah. But I felt really sad because I really like Nine Tiles. I picked modern art and it was easy because fuck Nine Tiles. <laughs> <laughs> I chose Modern Art. I did.
1: I, if Nine Tiles had gone up against something else, I think it would have been a harder choice for me. Mm-hmm. But like, Modern Art is such a good game. I it's really love it. Game. I hate that it's hard to buy the Oink version anymore because I really like the little easel and I like the art in the Oink version better than the Simon version. I think it was so. always hard to get because they only released mm-hmm. it in like Germany. And I actually went out of my way to order a copy from Europe. Which is also great because once you learn the rules that we had to print off on our printer in English, like the little cheat sheets are all in German. So it's like, oh, what type of option is this? Well, it's an kapote, obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is fun.
1: I really – I feel like now, though, like since we discovered the Korean version, I think I want that the most – it's also impossible to find, of course. But like – It's got bits. It's got, got it's got metal coins, and it's got a gavel and an easel. <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> all right. But we all picked modern art, right? And it's the... Yep. Yeah, it's all right. Round eight. A fake artist goes to New York versus
0: Mr. Face. So in fake artists, everyone is drawing one picture together, but one person doesn't know what everyone is drawing. There's a fake artist hiding among the real artists. The fake artist has to be careful not to be identified, and the real artists have to be careful not to make it too easy for the deceiver. So everyone has one board that we're passing along to share and everyone has different colored markers and you add one line to the picture. Like you have a topic like animal that someone came up with and everyone knows what the animal is. So like, let's say it's a cat and everyone adds one line to the cat and the fake artist tries to like make it look like they know what they're adding. So they don't want to like add something too obvious and the artists don't want to make the picture look too obviously like a cat. Because at the end, like they can identify who the fake artist is, but the fake artist can be like, well, I think that was a picture of a cat and then they could win that way by guessing what it is at the end.
1: Yeah, plus if you make it too
0: obvious, it's really easy for them to draw their line if they just already know what it exactly. is. Exactly. They already know what it is. So it's it's a simple game to learn and it's a fun party game. I think it plays like a ridiculous amount of people it like it's like at least saying, eight, yeah. It plays at least ten, I'm yeah, pretty sure. It definitely
1: plays at least ten. It might play more. It does than say that. five to ten on the box. You could I guess theoretically yeah. play it with more, but it doesn't have enough markers. Yes. Also, that would just yeah. get nuts. It would get nuts. It does it comes with colored markers. Yeah, it's colored great. Colored it's a teeny tiny little box that has ten markers
0: inside, plus all the little mini whiteboards and all the papers. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's just a cute little fun party game where you just go around drawing things and accusing each other, accusing each of being other, of being the fake artists. Yeah,
1: you're a poser. <laughs> I've had to be the fake artist so many times somehow, and it's <laughs> so hard. Like even when you think you can fake it, then you do something really stupid, like draw a wheel on a submarine.
0: <laughs>
1: and the category was transport. I thought it was safe. A submarine might have a wheel. <laughs> well, everyone figured me out after that, so <laughs> apparently society does not agree. <laughs> yeah, I, this game is cute. I like it. It's fun to be like every role. You can also be the person who decides like who is the fake artist and mm-hmm. who makes the category, and then you want the fake artist to win. So that can be fun too.
0: Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch then. Everyone drawing and like seeing how everyone does, like, Mm -hmm. and and you come up with, you come out with a really stupid looking picture at the end, which I like a lot.
1: Yeah. Because the whole point is to not make it look too good. So they're so random. <laughs> Sometimes you write draw something so stupid to not make it obvious that even if you do know what it is, it's like, yeah. "Oh, you do not know what this is." Cuz know. The is that that you just drew. That it's doesn't a, make sense. If everyone else is like playing too obviously and you're like, "We can't let the fake artist know what this is." So you try to make something really a little bit random, but like then everyone thinks you're the fake artist and uh, it's, stressful. it's a conundrum. But it's fun. <laughs> it's hilarious the yeah. pictures that you get to see. And then Mr. Face in the box has these four puzzle pieces that snap together that make a yellow... Like oval. So it's basically just a blank expressionless face. And then it has a bunch of other little chipboard pieces of various shapes that you can use to make a facial expression. So it has different chips that could be various mouths and eyes and eyebrows and wrinkles Mm. and tears and whatever else you want. And so you draw a card and you have to try to make a facial expression that matches it. And then people essentially have to guess, because you throw in a bunch of cards, um, some that other people submit to try to kind of get people off the trail, and you have to guess which one of those expressions that you made. So you have to use all these random pieces to make a face that is experiencing spicy or some other random things. And it's, it's. It's silly. The rule for how much time you have to make the face is that everyone else gets to count to hundred, which is secretly the most fun part of the game. Somehow, (laughs) I was just bad at that part. (laughs) I didn't think I would be. (laughs) The first time we did this, we all were using different languages too. So, like, someone was counting in French, and someone was counting in Russian, and someone was counting in Spanish. Oh my god, that's so hard! Why did you do that? I don't know. It was I couldn't do it in English. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, none of us actually use these languages very often. So, obviously, it got very difficult after 20, and it basically meant that the face maker might as well have had unlimited time but it was entertaining and then there is also a variant of this game where you can play it with your phone and just make the face yourself and show everybody like a selfie which i feel like is a little less cute but could be even funnier because i think you have a lot more options that way you're not like limited to Mm -hmm. the shapes that you have you don't have to be as much of an artiste Mm -hmm. it's just a cute game it's very cute i like how abstract the shapes are that you use to make the expression because it it can be kind of hard to like figure out how to make something. Mm-hmm. I feel like someone who's more creative than me could probably make some amazing faces where it's like, well, obviously, look at that crazy expression he's making. And I'm just, I have no idea. <laughs> Little yeah. circle eyes or big circle eyes? I love- yeah.
0: Let's about it. I'm like, well, if I turn the eyebrow inside, he's angry. But if I turn it outside, he's surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like my knowledge of faces is how I feel. <laughs> but like... It's cute and I had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah.
1: I thought it was really I thought it was really cute. I like it a lot. I don't like how I couldn't count to a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought
0: that I was got funny. so <laughs> distracted looking at the face that was being made that I couldn't keep track of what number we were on. <laughs> I thought it was funny that you'd get distracted in the two seconds, the literal two seconds it would take to come back to I'm you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so hard. i I can count to a hundred really easily on my own. <laughs>
1: Well, of the two, I picked Fake Artist. I really think Mr. Face is cute, but Fake Artist is forever. It's a classic game for me, I guess.
0: That's how I felt. I I liked Mr. Mm-hmm. Face a lot, but Fake Artist is kind of is yeah like a classic almost like a like it's a good party game to Yeah, be.
1: I also picked a Fake Artist. I. But I will say that I like Mr. Face a lot. Like, it was a really fun game. But Fake Artist, like, it plays a million people. It's so easy to teach and learn. I guess Mr. Face probably would be too, but, like... But yeah, Fake Artist is just such a great party game because it... Gets a lot of people involved, Mm -hmm. and it's teeny tiny and easy to bring to the party. And you get to accuse other people of being the fake artist, which is always a good thing for a party game. Like, I love accusing people, because then you fight, and I I guess I just like to fight. (laughs) All right, so fake artist continues on, and that brings us into round two. Oh my god, it feels like we've been talking about round one for forever. Well, we had to explain all the games. The subsequent rounds I know. I was just surprised, but... I kept being like, oh, this must be the last game. And then it was like, nope, not yet. Oink just has so many games. So many games. These aren't even all the games they have. No, These are just all the games we own. (laughs) They do have uh, several more games that we don't own. And they come out with them pretty frequently, so I'm going to go give them all my money at again, this Gen Con. I feel like there are some on this list that I don't own yet that I've been convinced that I want now (laughs) at next Gen Con, so I better start saving my money. Yep. All right. Round two. First Pairing. Deep Sea Adventure versus Insider. It's Deep Sea
0: Adventure it's for It's Deep, Deep Sea me. Adventure. Obviously
1: Deep Sea Adventure.
0: I'm sorry, I like Insider, but Deep Sea Adventure is part of my heart. I just, I was born to die in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: In search of treasure. In yeah. search of treasure. All right, which brings us to
0: Startups versus... Nine Tiles Panic. So, I think part of the problem here is I've actually never played Nine Tiles Panic. Wow. I know. What? I know. But I can we imagine it. it. I know. I know. But also, the problem is that I had a lot of fun playing startups. So, I voted for startups. Apparently, I'm mm-hmm. just real into stocks and investing Yeah. That actually, money. I voted
1: for startups also. It's just a little <gasps> satisfying to me. Oh, no. I voted for Nine Tiles Panic. Nine Tiles Panic thought- just uh, makes me panic. Even though I love, (laughs) even though I love them little burgers. I can't believe it, you guys. I love those burgers and the aliens and the dogs. All right. Pyramids deadline versus Troika.
0: This was like a very, very hard decision for me. I chose Troika.
1: I also chose Troika. Oh, wow. I picked pyramids. I changed my mind after discuss, after discussing these games, actually. Like, I thought I was gonna pick Pyramid's Deadline, and then we talked about the games again, and I think that Troika has more replayability for me. Like, I just feel like the end game of Pyramid's Deadline is always the same. I always either have a pyramid, and it's small and not that great, or I have no pyramid at all. But at least with Troika, I usually, like, achieve the objective. (laughs) I I feel like I've gotten stranded on that planet, which apparently explodes so
0: many times.
1: I'm just little tiny skin chunks in space.
0: Yeah, no, I've died in space as well, but I, I like the strategy of Troika a lot. And I don't know, there's just something about it that I like, but it was a really tough decision. This was a close
1: game. This was a close one. All right, which brings us to the art contest. Modern art versus a fake artist goes to New York. Modern art. Modern art. I also picked modern art. It's just so satisfying. It's so cute. Yeah. I'm so bad at it, but I like, I like auctioning on art. It's also one of the more complicated, heavier games it of the oink family. Family. Yeah. Like I think of all of them, it plays the longest. I think it's got like a 30 minute to 60 minute time thing. So like unlike the rest of them, it's like a little bit beefier of a game, I guess. But I still love it, and I love that it comes in such a tiny little box, and I can take it anywhere. I love just pretending to be an art snob. Oh, yeah. I forgot about one of the best parts of this game, where you get to pretend to be Danny DeVito in that <laughs> episode not. of It's Always Sunny, where he I pretends to that. be an art dealer. Yeah, it's that's always what I do the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and it is wonderful. Semi-finals. Shit's getting real, you guys. Oh, no. Semi-final matchup number one. Deep Sea Adventure versus Startups. Do you want to die in the ocean or invest in stocks?
0: I want to die in the ocean. Me too. I also want to die in the ocean. I feel bad that we keep playing Deep Sea Adventure, but, like, the truth is, is Deep Sea Adventure is My such heart. a good game. I feel like we can't emphasize <laughs> Honestly, how it's easy to teach people, like... And it's so good. I We've taken this game, like, I remember last year we brought this to conversions with us. And, like, I think we convinced, like, at least two other people to buy it. Uh, Yeah, we played it with a bunch of
1: strangers or semi-strangers at many conventions. And, like, they became such fans of it that they brought their friends over and were like, hey, can we teach our friends Mm -hmm. this game really quick? Because we like it so much. Mm -hmm. And... It's just like the best game. I love it. If it was in a bracket with like every other game that I own, it would probably win. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's one of my, uh, you know, you're stranded on an island with nothing but a board game. It would be Deep Sea Adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and that would be thematic because you're on an island yeah. and you could pretend yeah. that you're going to go diving yeah. into the oceans right there.
1: We've taken this game to Alaska.
0: We've taken it to South America. Yeah, <laughs> Like, it goes
1: with us everywhere we travel. <laughs> yeah, I brought this on a boat, you know, <laughs> a plane. I mean, most importantly, the it's boat. It's very fun to play it on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Semi-final matchup number two, Troika versus
0: Modern Art. I, this is hard, but I chose modern art just because of how pretty the cards are. And I think that that kind of brings it up. And the little, the little easel, I think makes it better over, over Troika. But it's, it's hard. Cause it I do hard. really like both games. I'm also gonna pick modern art.
1: I picked Troika cause. I feel like it's a little more replayable for me because I would hate to like get sick of modern art and all of the <laughs> paintings. And also, just yeah. I know Troika is a little more quintessential Oink game. It fits into the the even smaller size of box. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. I do love Troika. It's I and I can play Troika like I could play Troika like five times in a row. Whereas I'd only play Modern Art once. But just love Modern Art. Mm-hmm. I just really like it. Mm-hmm. It's it's real good. It's real good. <laughs> All right. It's time for the finals. Deep Sea Adventure versus Modern Art. Go. Deep Sea Adventure. I mean, we've already stated our case here. I just like, it's my top game. Not just of this like bracket, but probably of all the games I own. It's one of my top games. We
0: talked about doing this bracket and we're like, and my thought was like, why are we doing an oink game bracket? Like we know Deep Sea Adventure is going to win. But
1: it's about the journey. It's it's about about the journey. journey. It is. I feel like I gained new feelings about some of these games or like revisited my feelings about them. And there were some upsets
0: along the way. There were. It's just that nothing can top deep sea adventure for me. I just, I love dying in the ocean. I love moving the air down. I love getting angry at my friends. Like Emily, who just pick up treasure and just gobble down air. just breathes
1: in all my
0: air that I
1: was using. God, I hate it.
0: Those those heavy mouth breathers just like over there dying while I'm just like, I just want one treasure, please. When I played with my family, they decided that the way to play this game, since it's played over three rounds,
1: is the first... The first round, you pick up everything, everything, and drop it. Yeah, when I played with my family, did the same thing. Yeah, with the intention to die with as much treasure as you can, so they get stacked up, and then all the all the next ones are shorter, and you don't die as much. But I hated it. I hated it. I mean, it was a little interesting how differently it played, but but I feel like it's wrong. It's not how you're you're supposed to (laughs) And it's not how you actually go diving. You're supposed to die by accident, not on purpose. (laughs) It's one thing if your greed gets the best of you one time, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have let that happen, but (laughs) I just needed that one piece of treasure. It's different to go down with your arms burning bursting full of treasure and just be like, I'm going to leave my corpse here for future me to scavenge. (laughs) (laughs) It's a gift to the future. Well, there you have it, everyone. Deep Sea Adventure. Best oint game. Possibly best game. Uh, If you've never played it, I don't know what the hell is stopping you. You can even buy it on just like Amazon or something. If you can't find it at your friendly local game store, um, buy a copy for everyone you know. Throw one in your backpack. Throw one in your car it's little it's fun put one on your boat put one on your goddamn boat
0: (laughs) and then invite us to your boat (laughs) yeah if you have a submarine you definitely need one for yourself (laughs) yeah
1: right any any closing remarks on oink games
0: they're all good games and you should go die in the ocean with your friends in game version oink 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 <laughs> oink die in the sea <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right that's all for us friends please go follow us on instagram and twitter at not playing to win we will be sure to post a visual version of this bracket to uh, make it make more sense for y'alls our blog is not playing to win email us not playing to win at gmail.com let us know which oink game is your favorite and if we got anything wrong what am i forgetting okay, I reddit reddit are not playing to win go post pictures of submarines there please thank you <laughs> <laughs> i would love if you posted pictures of submarines <laughs> all right so yeah go play a game go play tuesday adventure specifically yay <laughs> goodbye
0: yay. bye, bye not playing to win